0: Welcome back to another episode of the Educational 80 podcast brought to you by Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, Or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast, and please go to their website at www.violetdefense.com. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. We actually have a Sideline Interactive video board in our gym, and it is fantastic. You really need to check these folks out. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action and see what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. The FIAA has a Wall of Fame board for our Hall of Fame, and it's really a tremendous product. Wall of Fame by Vital Signs has a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. We provide a variety of interactive touchscreen options and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, Visit www.VitalSignsWallOfFame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call us at 614-981-3589 or email us at sales at VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. That's VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. We also wanna thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Directors Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the players and the parents who love your program a voice and help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them go to athleticsurveys.com and check out our testimonials and then call us at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started athletic surveys by lifetrack let them help you take your athletic program from good to great We also want to thank Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Hearth Jones, along with Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, we've got a special guest today. Uh, we're visiting with Lucina Taylor. She is a certified athletic administrator. She's currently the assistant principal at Pedal High School in Pedal, Mississippi, and she's got a, a very strong background, you know, as a player, as a coach, as an athletic director, and we're excited to hear what's happening in uh, her corner of the country. So, Lucina, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. A little nervous. Hope I have something <laughs> worth hearing, but I'm excited for the opportunity to talk with you this morning.
0: Oh no, we're we're uh, we're glad you're here today. Well uh as an assistant principal now obviously you're very busy so let's jump right in Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests so tell us a little bit about yourself where you grew up where you went to school and how this uh long path has led you to your current position at pedal high school
1: okay great i can think i can do that uh i am a mom of one i have a son uh cameron who's uh 27 will actually be 28 at uh, the end of this month. And he's a military guy and he is uh, serving in our United States Army. Um, so mom of one and sister of many, uh, lots of siblings um, from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And that's a little bit deceiving. It's one of those closest point of reference cities. So I didn't actually <laughs> uh, live in Hattiesburg. Um, grew up in a community outside of Hattiesburg called uh, Kelly Settlement. And I graduated from South Jones High School in Ellisville, Mississippi. Um, just kind of started uh, love for sports as a, as a young kid, a uh, country girl, so we spent a lot of time outside as you could imagine. And um, so maybe like around sixth grade, I uh, started developing this affinity for basketball um, and just several girls in my neighborhood, um, they played. And I think I really got the bug in 1987 when our uh, high school girls basketball team, one state went undefeated. And again, some of those same um, girls that I that I looked up to were part of that team. So um, I, that was something that I really wanted to do. So. Um, Played basketball and um ran track and I was in band so um, I was involved in a in a lot of activities so um that was an important part you know of my life I could choir in in elementary school but you know when you're doing all the things you got to make some choices sometimes um and so I said play basketball ran track the track thing was not by choice you know those back in the day where my basketball coach was also the track coach and he pretty much said (laughs) If you want to play basketball, you gotta run track. So, um, it, you know, it worked out. I kind of transitioned from the running part to shot putting, discus in those in those latter years, uh, which was fine. Um, you know, I when I, I I felt like I had a pretty good um, I had a lot of potential as a young kid, and when I got to varsity. Um, made choices and didn't put in that work. And so that's what happens, you know, when you come in with a certain level of, or so you feel like you got a certain level of talent and you don't continue to work, then, you know, others are. And so, um, but um, I stayed involved just because I I love being on the team. I I still love the sport um, and being active was, was important to me. But um, just being a part of a team, I think that's one of the best life experiences. One of my um, dear friends made that statement years ago. I said, I think you're right. Um, Same thing with band. I learned so much from it, but um, as I started college at uh, Morris Brown College in Atlanta for a year and um, just some situations in my family, transferred home to Southern Miss, University of Southern Mississippi, and um, so I did the Mini major kind of route. I started off as pre-med and wanted to be a doctor for my entire life. Uh, but I said, you know, um, things happen and uh, found out later on that I'm squeamish. So that wouldn't have worked out very well. Um, so I got my bachelor's from um, Southern Medicine, Coaching and Sports Administration. Um, and I tell everybody my journey into education was a total and complete accident um and I'll get into that one a little later but um so I got my master's um and went back to Southern Miss and got my master's in interscholastics athletic administration um I've been in education since 2000 so this is year 22 if my count is correct and um just really um enjoying what I do Um, and so just in this new phase as as an assistant principal um, i have two other assistant principals that are phenomenal and they really helped me um learn and grow and and, and get into uh, what it is that we do so um it's been a it's been a great experience so far
0: uh, i i can tell you you really enjoy what you're doing which makes it great it's it's uh, almost like you're not going to work each day Yeah, lucina uh, in our profession you know education and athletics administration you know, we always talk about the importance. Of leadership and particularly mentorship, so I always ask our guests, "Who were some of your mentors that you've had in your life that have helped get you where you're at today? You know, maybe it was family members or maybe people uh, you've worked with or worked for, but uh, you know, who pushed you to uh, be the best version of yourself?"
1: Well, I think my my first uh, mentor definitely and didn't realize it then until I was older is my dad. Um, My dad was a hardworking man. He did whatever he needed to do to be able to provide for his family. And he really set a good example. Um, He taught me the importance of being disciplined and um, being committed to things and was always such a huge supporter and encourager um, for whatever dream I had. Um, So I, you know, I got talked about wanting to be a doctor and um, you know, he never told me anything except you can do it. And um, you know, he was just so um, you know, on me, on me, on me, but it was in that way, because he believed in me and knew that I could do whatever I wanted to do. So um, so in that regard, that was my very first uh, mentor. Like I guess I don't think I really realized it until I was a little older. Um, Another important mentor in my life um, his name is named Wayne Fortenberry. Uh, he was the head coach at Purvis High School when I was doing my student coaching. And it was, it seemed such a by chance. Um, we, I remember I was in class and I was doing my practicum and, um, he had actually contacted my teacher just saying that they, he was looking for somebody. And at the time I hadn't been assigned. And so uh, it just kind of worked out. Uh, he was, he's such a, such an important part of my life. Even today, um, a great coach. Um, and he showed me things that I, I didn't know because my pathway into coaching, as I mentioned, being accidental. Um, if I can step back a little bit and just kind of tell you how that happened. I was, um did some uh, volunteer coaching at a area middle school Um, they were just kind of in some financial situations and really couldn't afford to pay a coach and the principal at the time she was a good friend of my mom's i'd grown up with her and she knew my two roommates and i played basketball she was just like just come just come teach him something and so we had gone and my two roommates said really quickly nope not doing it (laughs) but I liked it and I continued to do that as a volunteer coach and um, so after that experience I you know went back to um, to the miss and I changed my major after having gone through seemed like 30 of them at the time and um, I was a little nervous and was really wondering if this was something that I needed to do but um, it, it all worked out so I didn't know a lot about coaching. I just felt like at that time it was what I was supposed to do. And so Coach Fortenberry really, really shaped and molded me and showed me the right way to do things, Um, you know, as a male coaching, you know, young ladies and the standard that he had for them. That was important for me to see, uh, you know, him in that in that role that he was Really navigating all of those things, I said being a male coaching females, and he was very, very particular in how we went about that, and um, just um, showed me a, a, a lot of things, just how to be a professional, and that was that was important for me to learn. Um, like I said, he's, he's someone I still keep in contact with today, and so he's very important to me. Um, Chris Laherschenhan, when I Started at uh, Oak Grove Middle School after I'd been coaching about six years. And uh, be honest, I thought it was like, I, what did I do to deserve this? You know, I've been coaching varsity and now I'm at middle school. I must have made somebody mad. Um, but I tell them that's when I learned how to coach. And she taught me that. Um, she just really taught me how to break things down um, how to be a part of a program and understood my role in that and my preparation for those players. Because if I didn't do what I needed to do at that middle school level, it made, uh, it, it put my players in a position that they couldn't be their best because I wasn't preparing them with, with the basic skills that they needed. And then it gave me a part in the program's growth because I was laying that foundation. And so um that that was really important to me. And I transitioned my, my frame of thinking from, you know, so, you know, think about high school as kind of like um, these kind of glory positions. And I, I, I had to just see that that gave me the opportunity to really be there for my kids and really invest in their growth and their development um, at such a critical time. One of my old principals used to say, middle school behavior shouldn't be duplicated anywhere else in society. So, <laughs> so that was, a, it's it's uh, an important time in their development as people and also as students and certainly as athletes. So um, that, that was an important connection for me to make. Um, someone that's really important to me now over the past couple of years, bet you know Rich Barton. Uh, I um, I remember my very first um, NADC conference, and you know when he was serving as our national president, and so I just started following him on Twitter, and um, got the chance to meet him in San Antonio, and he's just been so so helpful and and influential, and such a um, a great mentor, but um has become a friend, and I really. appreciate the opportunities to watch him even from afar and be able to to reach out when I have questions and concerns and he's encouraged my journey through NIAAA when I was a was an AD and um, very influential in my seeking my uh certification so uh Rich is top-notch guy top-notch professionally but he's a top-notch person so uh someone I really appreciate and probably my most recent mentor is my uh Former principal, now assistant superintendent, Rob Knight. um, As a new AP who had zero desire or intention of ever being in this role, um, he gave me a chance and it really brought me in and took me under his wing and uh, just really invested in my professional growth. Um, Another person who is um, top-notch, high quality person um, and just a, a wonderful person to work with and to work for.
0: You know, I always love to hear those stories, and uh, I, I'm so glad you talked about your middle school experience because uh, I think it's a great uh, lesson for any coach or any any AD to go through it, working with those middle school kids at that level. And from an athletic standpoint, uh, you mentioned it. It really sets that foundation of what they're going to end up doing at the varsity level, okay? And I know Rich is a listener of the podcast. He's going to appreciate that <laughs> shout out, uh, too. So
1: Good, yeah. good, good. <laughs>
0: For our listeners, we are visiting with Lucina Taylor. She's a certified athletic administrator and she's the assistant principal at Petal High School in Petal, Mississippi. We're gonna come back with some more wisdom, but uh, let's take a break and hear from one of our sponsors. We wanna thank Sideline Interactive for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. We actually have a Sideline Interactive video scoring table in our gym, and it is fantastic. You really need to check out their products. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo, to see their tables and boards in action, and also see what these fantastic products can do for you. Email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We're back with uh, Lucina Taylor, Certified athlete, Athletic Administrator and Assistant Principal at Petal High School in Mississippi. Lucina, one of the things we like to do with this podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What are some things that maybe you did as an athletic director, or maybe you're doing now at your current school as an AP that when you sit back and look at, you say, boy, we really do a great job with this. Do you have any best practices for athletic directors?
1: Um, some things that we do here, um, is just really communication focused and uh, coaching education focused. We started in, this was from our superintendent and assistant superintendent over secondary schools, Mr. Knight that I just referred to. They are starting um, a coaches PLC and it's a professional learning community where they'll meet with our head coaches quarterly and um, just really talk about some very important aspects of their jobs and try to support and give them um, good information. It can be things dealing with, um, you know, managing a coaching staff, um, building positive team um, culture, uh, dealing with parents and even the media, uh, those types of things. It, you know, it's kind of um you know, we know coaches are going out and they're going to clinics and they're getting that um, sports specific information. But um, we really, really wanted to hone in on um, just helping them grow as leaders, leaders of the young men and young ladies over whom they're in charge, as, as well as the other adults that, they are, that they're responsible for, because even as a head coach, you're trying to grow other coaches. You know, um, I heard someone say before that um, you're essentially, as a head coach, you're grooming people to either take your place or to leave you. Um, so we sh- you should be pouring into those um, people that work for you and under you and, and seeing their potential. So just giving them um, valuable tips on, on how they can uh, most effectively run their programs. Um, we do a really good job of communicating with our with our AD. Uh, we meet we meet weekly and just run through what our athletic schedule is. Even though we may have already assigned coverage, we're just making sure there've been no changes. Communicating those things, um, you know, so that we can all be on the same page. There, um, obviously, it's football season, so when we have those home games, that's uh, for us always the biggest. Crowd that we have for any athletics event on our campus. So we meet um, again, superintendents, um, our ADs, our associate AD is our head football coach, so he's involved, and then our um, police officers, our chief, assistant chief, um, and then other APs and I we all are are in the same room and just walking through, you know, any problems we may have seen during the last game and um, how we can, talking about how can we make the experience better for our our fans, um, for our spectators. And uh, we made a major change from the first one to the second one, just from getting feedback, so we I think we do a good job of listening to our community. Um, we're we're a city school, so we have one middle school, one high school, three elementary. So we're all in the in the same space. So community is very important to us, and so that was um, that is something that's important to us as a school because we have such a such a great community support um, here in Pedal, and so we want to you know be careful that we're listening to to our Community members and 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 taking those things to heart, um, but also considering what we have to do as a school to make sure that our um, our student athletes are safe, that our fans are safe. We're still obviously in the middle of a pandemic, so uh, communication and and those type of things are are very important. Um, I am I've always been very pleased with the visibility and support that we have from um, our superintendent. I worked in this district before, um, before I became an AD. I was the middle school coach here and an assistant coach. And, it was nothing to see them in a gym at a, at a middle school game and just in there and invested and, and following up. And, you know, they're at choir competitions and they're doing all of those things. So um, I just think some of, some of our best practices just really involve um, how well we communicate, how well we support each other, um, both in our schools and outside in our community. Um, I was trying to think back to um, my days as an assistant AD, Um, One thing we were able to institute and ideas I got from NADC, I cannot take credit for it, um, but I appreciated learning how we could Really, just highlight the great things that our student athletes and coaches were doing. So um, we started a graphics program um, at Richland High School, and it just allowed us to literally put our kids' faces out there. We use them which whatever way possible. If it was a you know a game day graphic or you know special occasions, um, you know players of the week, anything that we could do, um, and using those for for uh, partnerships and um, you know building building relationships with with local businesses to to gain those support so um, so those are just some of some of the things that i think are are good practices
0: well i mean that that's a great great list going back to your professional learning community uh if you ever decide to come back to the world of athletic administration that's your cmaa project right there uh, you know, I'd <laughs> be you. happy to help you with that um you know, the other things you talked about communication, uh, you didn't say these words, but you were describing it 100%. Uh, you guys over communicate, you know, you make sure that everybody knows what's going on. And I love, uh, you know, the shout out to your superintendents, uh, and the assistant superintendents coming to games, when you've got that type of support from uh, the upper administration in your district, you know, you've got it uh, made so very cool. You're doing a great job. Okay. Thank you. We are visiting with Lucina Taylor, Assistant Principal and Certified Athletic Administrator at Petal High School in Pedal, Mississippi. We're gonna come back, but let's take another break and hear from Vital Signs, Wall of Fame. We also wanna thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Uh, the FIAAA actually has a Wall of Fame video board for our Hall of, Hall of Fame, and I encourage you to get one for your school. Uh, Wall of Fame, by Vital Signs has a mission to bring your school's athletic achievements and legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touch screen options and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, visit www.vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at six one four nine eight one three five eight nine, or you can email them at sales at vital signs wall of fame com. That's sales at vital signs wall of fame dot com. We're back with Lucina Taylor from Pedal High School, Pedal, Mississippi. Uh, I'm going to call you Coach. Coach. Yes. Um, a couple of months ago, uh, the Olympics were, you know, uh, you know, very fresh news, and we're still talking about it a little bit. But uh, one of the discussion points that came out of the Olympics, uh, particularly, you know, was Simone Biles and her very candid discussion of some of the challenges that she faces at a very elite level in the area of, you know, social emotional health. So here's my question: How can an athletic director or a coach uh, find a balance? between, you know, what might be an old school approach, come on, you got to be tough, you got to get back in there, while being sensitive and aware of the emotional challenges that a Generation Z kid is experiencing. Uh, Do you have any advice for us?
1: I think the most important thing for all of us is just to remember, we are People first. Before we are any title, before we are um, anything in which we participate, we're a human being, and um, you know we have we have feelings, and we have um, you know so many different aspects to our lives. You know, I think as as an adult, you know, um, it's it's challenging for us to you know, deal with all of the many aspects of our lives. You know, we're, we're spouses, we're parents, you know, we're employees, and we're, in, you know, in all these various roles. And so we're constantly ourselves battling with that. So thinking about a kid who's trying to keep those you know, figure out what those priorities are, and to meet all of his or her obligations, that could, that could be, um, that's, that's a lot at, at any one time, you know, um, and goodness forbid, they're um, a stellar athlete, and and really excellent at what they do, and, you know, still trying to maintain the, the, those grades, and, and um, be a leader on their team, and then be a role model on campus, and, that's a lot. And so um, we I think we get caught up a lot in just the performance aspect of it. And um, you know, the people forget that it, it is entertaining, but they're not they, they we shouldn't just look at them as being there for our entertainment, especially as kids. And you know, I remember um, Simone Biles when she said, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're taught, you know, and so there, there, there is a, a, a need for trying to teach our, our kids not to always just kind of fold under pressure, but pressure is real. Those situations are real, so I think it's more important that we're trying to teach them how to differentiate between what is uh, um a distraction that you can overcome or a, a real life um, maybe even crisis that, that they're dealing with that needs their full attention and so at the, at that time it can't be about what we as adults even as a, as a coach, you know um, can't just always say, that I need you to be focused on basketball right now, because that's such a strong mental capacity that you have to have to really be able to be, to compartmentalize those things. And again, as adults, we can struggle with that. So um, I think it's important um, for for us as adults to help them navigate how to deal with those issues and challenges and um, give them a pass. Give them permission to take care of self, because um, those those social emotional needs are they're real. And I think what we're seeing is that going through a pandemic and all that that our student athletes went through through last year and and are still dealing with um, to a certain degree now is that it just, I think it really brought it to light. So, um, if that's a positive in it all is that maybe it gave us some perspective as to where our focus needs to be. Um, it all goes back to relationships though. If, you know, if you have relationships with these, with these students, with these student athletes, um, you know, as a coach, you are probably more able to recognize when something is off or when something is miss or you know about the situations that they're dealing with, and you can can step in and be a be a sounding board and be a um, strong support system, so that they don't feel like they're having to choose, you know, their sport over their own mental health and their own well being. We just have to put put people first, and that's what we should do as as leaders. It doesn't matter to me if it's you know this tenth grade. Um, You know, softball player, or if it's our chemistry teacher, you know, social emotional needs um, are important. And so, um, just just keeping in mind, we always talk about whole child. That's where we need to be. This whole child, what is best for this child in this moment? And um, you know, yeah, we of course their kids. They do have. They they can be dramatic, and they can, you know, um, just blow some things out of proportion sometimes. So that's why we're the adults in the room and we can help them talk to those things. Um, but for those real um, critical issues, then we just need to focus on that child and what they need um, so that they can be in the best headspace um, to make the decisions that they need um, to make um, so that they can keep their life um, balanced as best they can and um, just know that we're there to support them um, throughout. It's, I think it's a terrible feeling um for a kid to think that the only thing their coach or you know um is concerned about is their performance on the field of play that that can't be what we're about it it cannot be what we're about in this business Um, we're about you know helping kids achieve their dreams and preparing them for life Um, those are those are things that they're gonna have to deal with their entire lives. So we have an opportunity there to really, really invest in kids and really pour into them and teach them the most important lessons. Um, I distinctly remember um, telling some students um, when I was moving to another school that if the only thing I taught them about was basketball, I failed them miserably. And that's important to me. Um, I felt like my coaching Um, and using basketball. Basketball was a tool to teach them about life because what we know is they're going to be, only so many of them are going to be able to continue their careers, um, but every last one of them was going to be a person. Every last one of them was going to be, um, still be a human being um, and preferably grow up into, you know, adults and have families and careers and all of those things. So um, I really, really, was concerned about, you know, the the influence I had on them and helping them make decisions and, um, you know, resolve conflict um, in a in a way that was healthy. And um, so just just thinking about their overall well-being. So those are things that are important to me. And I think we can, we we have the opportunity to help them in so many other ways outside of just what we do as coaches.
0: Oh no question, and I really think you know you hit it on the head there. You talk about having that relationship beyond coaching, you know, the relationship beyond the sport. So, legina if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and uh, pick your brain a little bit, and we'll do this again at the end of the podcast. But uh, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Uh, do you mind giving out your email address?
1: Absolutely not. Um, my email address is I'm going to say it and then I'm going to spell it. It's Lucina L-U-C-I-N-A dot v as in victor dot taylor at com. lucina dot v dot taylor at gmail.com okay uh
0: we're visiting with lucina taylor certified athletic administrator and assistant principal at pedal high school pedal mississippi we're going to be back with the athletic surveys by lifetrack athletic director toolbox but first uh let's hear a commercial thanks We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Directors Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also allows you to give the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program a voice and help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to AthleticSurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466. You can also email them at info at AthleticSurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to good to great. Well, Regina, this has really been cool uh, visiting with you. It's uh, been kind of fun to trade emails and texts uh, for a while, but uh, we're not done yet. Uh, Right now, uh, I'm gonna ask you to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job, but I'm only gonna let you put three items in their toolbox. What three things are going to go into Lucina Taylor's athletic surveys toolbox.
1: Okay, so first thing is that calendar because organization is so, 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 so important. I could almost put this in my own toolbox <laughs> right now. I am, uh, gosh, I gotta get. I'm, I'm still working to get better um, in that regard, but um, just you know, staying on track and um, you know, being are supposed to be. It, it's gonna just go crazy. I think one of the lessons I learned really quickly as an athletics administrator is you have your plan for the day, and then other people. <laughs> have their plan for your Absolutely. day. So um, you really have to be really, really good at, at at time management and um knowing what you have to get accomplished and being available um you know to other people. So you know it's just one of those things in leadership. Sometimes we do have to sacrifice what we need to do because we have to be available to other people and then we'll we'll find time to get those other things done. Um, probably the other thing and guessing it's in the same vein kind of a uh, to do lists um, and just making sure that you're um, checking off those boxes and um, a note, a notebook, even you know to do list or a notebook where you're just just writing things down. Um, you know when you're having those conferences and those conversations so that you are, are make sure you're getting what's communicated from someone else and you'll be able to follow up and make sure that you're getting done what needs to be done. So I kind of lumped those all together. That may have been cheating, but. <laughs> Um, next thing, um, get involved with your state association and, and, and I AAA. I will say hands down, um, I was an AD for three years, but it was the most significant three years because I got involved early. Like um, I said, I started um, as an AD in 2016 and was in Nashville in December. And it changed, it, it really changed my career wholeheartedly just, um, you know, being in the same place with these great minds, these great athletic director minds from all over the country, and just having the opportunity to be in a room and listen to them share ideas. Um, That's what I love about our profession as a whole. It's all the same, you know, in education in that terms, but everyone's so willing to share information. So go get it, like take it in. Um, You know, I think I, I found myself um, being, I, I was okay with the with the really big ideas, and I I really wasn't scared. Um, I don't know why, but I was like, oh, some sometimes I was like, ah, oh, this may not work, but it's okay. Um, you know, that's what we do. We get to we we take this, and you know, we may shave off some edges, and we make it fit um, for where we are, and what our schools' needs are, and our community needs. So um, that was that was huge for me. I said that that those conferences. Um, would kind of stimulated me to become certified. So I became an AD in 2016, I got my certification um, 2019. So, um, but I was really, really uh, intentional about, you know, staying abreast uh, on what was going on um, in the athletics landscape, high school um, across the country. And a lot of that came, so much of that came from just being involved with in um, NIAAA and attending those, those national conferences and, our state association here in Mississippi, um, our, our state leaders here are very involved in NIAAA and was always um, strategic. And intentional about funneling that information down and encouraging, you know, athletic um, administrators to be certified and to, to get involved. So it's like I kind of got a double double dose of it from the national um, association to the to the state association. So that was very important to me. And um, I guess lastly is just know have have a vision have a vision for what your goals are for your department and be department focused. Um, I'm sure it's not just Mississippi, but a lot of times, you know, we have um, athletics uh, administrators that are in dual roles where they're both coaches and athletic administrators. And I I, I feel like I, I could be wrong, but you, you kind of feel like they are so focused, feeling like that sport is the one that may that's it's most um, observed and, and it's most scrutinized because that's the one that's kind of out in front of everybody. And I think I think we have a lot a lot of it and administrators really want to grow in that role, but there's so much time that goes in, especially if you're a football coach and you know we all know it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're Team is quote unquote good, bad, or otherwise. Um, there's such a such a um, an expectation there, and so you know I, I want to encourage them. To, you know, even if you're in a dual role, still make sure that you're giving the time to your department and, and all sports, and thinking about ways that you can grow. You know those. Um, non-revenue producing sports and those 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 smaller sports because everybody's investing their time every every kid um is is putting in time to 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 be the best at what they can be every coach um is is taking time to to be able to um teach and coach those kids so you know it happens a lot in in athletics too where we may not necessarily have um, a person on campus that is a swim guru, but we have to have someone who's certified to be with those kids. Well, give them they, the, the support that they need um, to help them become you know, um, a, a knowledgeable coach in, in their area. I just, I think it's important um, that every, um, every sport, um, every activity, all, that they all feel valued, that they feel like they are just as important as, as any other, um, because they should be. Um, like I said, they have your school's name. Um, they're representing you in everything that they do. So I just think it's important that, um, that as a leader of a, of a department such as athletics, that you know what, what, what you see and what you want um, the department to be. And that it's all based on what's best for kids. You know, not getting that um, mixed up in any of it, that the decisions that we make, daily should be based on what is best for kids and how we're setting them up for success um, and putting them in the best um, position to be impactful um, you know on their teams um, in their communities and as they go out in the world once they you know leave our high schools and go on to be um, student athletes or just students or productive citizens um, in our society so I think those are good ones that could that could
0: be helpful to the new ad no I, I think that's an outstanding uh toolbox um once again if one of our listeners wants to reach out and uh pick your brain and you may have left athletic administration but i can tell it's still very much on your heart and your mind very
1: much it is, it is uh, how can they mind. get a hold of you you can email me at lucina.v.taylor at gmail.com and that's lucina l u c i n a dot v as in victor dot taylor at gmail.com
0: Lucina taylor certified athletic administrator pedal high school pedal mississippi thanks so much for being on the podcast today
1: thank you so much for having me it was absolutely a joy i appreciate
0: it no well i I, we may have to get you back you had a lot of wisdom for us
1: anytime anytime
0: for listeners um Remember, the Zoom recordings of these interviews are also being uploaded to the Educational AD podcast YouTube channel. Uh, We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD.